I am hitting record because I assume this is about UFC 246. Yes, I have a good Coors Light buzz from the Chiefs game that's been going on. A lot of energy here, Raph, but you go ahead and introduce the guest if you can catch your breath from training in time. And uh, <laughs> if your partner doesn't mind returning your back, I heard he took it and deposited it in a bank account. But if you don't mind just uh, introducing who I will be shredding tonight, it's time for Verbal Talk. Yeah, I'm going to introduce him in a second, but I want to talk about this game because we need to make sure that people in the time capsule know this isn't just some ordinary game that Kevin experienced today. This was a massive comeback for his beloved Chiefs. Kev, could you describe the emotions you went through uh, the songs of Miley Cyrus? Well, it's, yeah, it started with, I shun, I'm in a terrible space. Because they spotted the team 21 points. I've never seen that before. I didn't know a team no. could get 21 points before the game started, but somehow the Texans up 21 nothing. And then I, wow, I am really blanking on uh, just like everything. I'm trying to find a gritty transitional Miley Cyrus song before I get to Party in the USA, which is okay. everything that the okay. second half was. <laughs> it, it was just... Um, Effing spectacular. No stilettos. Everybody was good. So I'm I'm right there deep in a deep at the end of Wrecking Ball, but like what was that most recent sh song she just did with the chorus? Doesn't matter. That's where I am right now, Raf. Thank you. I would like to say, first of all, kudos to you for making an effort on that one, because that was a degree of difficulty that was very high for me to give that one to you. I almost gave you Whitney Houston songs, and I was like, you know, I just don't know how many he knows. But <laughs> the important thing to note here is Kev's team won. And I live in Los Angeles and I have discovered something about my childhood favorite team that I think is starting to change the way that I view them. I grew up with the 49ers as a kid and I have discovered that they have an emotional support animal that inspires them and that they go to play with to help them with their emotions. And Kev, it is a dead ringer for Lucy, my French bulldog. I did and see so this on ESPN. It was like, how did Raph get his dog in? Is that it's the weirdest way to get free tickets to a game I've heard of. <laughs> and so, you know, I've gone from being like, yeah, dogs are fine to like, I guess I'm going for the 49ers because they have a French bulldog. So Football gods, if you could do us a solid and give us the 49ers versus the Chiefs, Kevin and I will be eternally grateful to you. Uh, we'll be happy to give you an MMA fight that we can rig in the future as an exchange. But in the meantime, yes, we have a guest who has to listen to that whole thing. But it's important that we note that because that's important to us. This gentleman, you know, when we talk about over-under Kevin, and this is a big one, Kev. We've got Cerrone and, and you've got the McGregor. I said, we need to pull in somebody that Kevin feels threatened by. Because when we did the ADCC, uh, you know, fun live stream, Kev was watching our guest. And when he was asking me a little bit later, he goes, are you going to have that other tall, blonde correspondent that's looking to replace me? And... In response to that question, I said a very firm, well, I don't know, maybe he's replacing you. 
And I thought, well, tonight we might as well audition him. So here, auditioning maybe to take over for Kevin, possibly, probably not, but maybe. Uh, Jake Watson. Jake, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm awfully mad. There were so many emotions to feel with that. First of all, invited on the verbal tab cast and you guys started talking about football. I felt a little out of place being a privileged Steelers fan. Um, and then <laughs> now I feel like I'm replacing Kevin. I haven't even met Kevin. That's. That's a tall order, so to speak. I that was a genuinely pun. voted for it. I was like, Raf, he might be better. When I saw you two, <laughs> you two were doing something. I think it was ADCZ. And I was just yeah. like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't like it when people are younger and better than me at things. Uh, and then, and that's before I started looking at your jiu-jitsu record. Now, outside of the fact that, frankly, you compete too much in Arizona. And I think you'd admit Fair. that. Otherwise, just damn impressive. So... We'll see how it goes. I wish we I hadn't also... gotten a buzz on, but it feels good he's a Steelers fan. <laughs> that yeah, feels no. really good. He's, was, he's had to live through a lot. I was born in uh, er, or California, and I've lived in Arizona for like 15 years or something, and I never even stepped foot inside Pennsylvania. So I'm one of those guys that just was born into being a Steelers fan from my dad, who, mind you, has never been to Pennsylvania either. I don't know how he got it, but I was just born into it. Pittsburgh is a lovely city. Lovely. I would read uh, cold and medley. Um, but it's there, and they put gravy on everything. Strongly recommend you swing by. I've heard it's very polluted there. Like That's the air is not very just nice. liberal horse shit. Sure. It's got a little <laughs> haze from a little thing we call Earth's Nuggets. Cold. But I don't <laughs> think that's something we should call pollution. That's just uh, one man's opinion. Okay, but Jake, Jake, shouldn't you also like? What do you feel in response to Kevin seeing you on the screen and saying like, "You get away from that hussy. You you go away from him. You don't talk to him, Raph." And I was like, "Well, you know, he's a nice enough kid." Who's the new au pair you've decided to trust <laughs> the broadcast with? I'm a uh, I'm the dude that. Uh, what is it? What's the term? It's like the dude that she said not to worry about. Yes, I'm that guy. You, you are the official meme accompaniment. You're the, to the book show. club friend, yeah, or just that, the guy I'm just like study buddy. That's all. Yeah, I am yeah. The guy from physics that's just really good at helping her understand things. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're studying so at was, two a.m. I was reason. pretty confident we were going to bring him on. Uh, you know, the show to do an over under, but then I think somewhere around the time when I mentioned to Kevin, oh, by the way, I'm doing a. A Christmas bit, and uh, Jake's going to be a correspondent, and he was great in it, by the way. I didn't get a response other than mm, mm-hmm, from Kevin, which told me, "Oh, I need to bring him on for the McGregor fight." Uh, I really enjoyed that. I got so much good feedback from people after we walked around and basically intruded uh, on people's space and asked them what they wanted for Christmas. Uh, I remember some people we went up to, we like I didn't realize they had just got off of like a harsh loss. And they were like, oh, man, any other day would have been great. And then I got to awkwardly stand there like, oh, okay, okay man, have a good day. <laughs> Walk away <laughs> asking my silly Christmas question at a tournament they just put their life into. So that was kind of awkward. But other than that, it was really, really cool. I got to talk to, like, Elliot Marshall. And mm-hmm. uh, he's super awesome. I was watching some old Ultimate Fighter clips the other day. He had to break up a fight. He literally put his hand. It was like a bantamweight season. He put his hand on like the shirt of one of them and pushed him away. And he's so much bigger than them. It was so funny to see after interviewing him. Are you talking on tough? 
Yes. Yeah, Elliot... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Elliot Mars is not a small guy. He's the large. Yeah. Human no, he's being. giant. And uh, there was these. There was like the season with Cody Garbrandt, and I think uh, one of Cody's uh, the people on his team was trying to get all up in Elliot's face. And Elliot literally just one hand pushed him back like he was a child. It made me laugh so hard. But yeah, bottom line is I really enjoyed uh, being a correspondent. You did a great job. I mean, you're also our first. So that means technically you're our best. So I was oh, yeah. very proud of you and, and the work that you did. And, you know, it, it's it's not an easy gig to do. And like you mentioned, sometimes uh, people come up from their loss. And unfortunately, and I don't blame athletes for this, but they look at you like, how could you go on after I lost? They're like, oh, it didn't happen to me. So I, I'm okay. Uh, it's going to take about a week for you to, you know, be a normal human being again. But get it. Totally sucks. But just tell me what the fuck you want for Christmas. Like, really is what we're getting down to. Well, for me, it did happen, though, because I had just gotten off of getting choked that day. And then you're just like, oh, hey, uh, so tomorrow you want to do something? I'm like, ah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I got off the mat after getting anaconded by Gabriel Meda, And then he goes on to the finals, and I was all <laughs> broken up about it. And then Raph is like, oh, hey, good to see you. Uh, so tomorrow you want to do something? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, the worst part is, is like, I think there's a moment in the the bit that we filmed, and you went up to a whole bunch of people, and I think the best athlete competitor to competitor talk was you and Benjamin Zapata, because Zapata, when you asked him, and I thought this was a good response, he just goes, uh, what do I want for Christmas? To get back my loss that I just had at Noki Worlds. And, you know, he kind of takes a beat and he thinks about it. He looks at you and he goes, did you compete? And you're like, oh, yeah, definitely got choked out. And then uh, <laughs> and the, like, my, my favorite part of that was afterwards he was like, oh, OK. And I was like, yeah, dude, it's no big deal. Uh, you know, I got choked out by a grab I made. It wasn't because I underestimated him. Uh, it was because he was um, better than me. <laughs> he started laughing and made him feel a little bit better. So. I'm glad I, you know, my uh, my sadness at the expense of someone else's happiness. I can only do that for so long, right? Before I go insane. Well, all right. We're going to get into psychological issues, I think, momentarily. But, Kev, I know that you probably have been doing your research on the child because uh, you tend to do that while I distract them with questions. <laughs> child. And banter. Well, let's You discuss. were born in Jay, 1997. Are you? you are. Yeah. I'm, you're young. I am. Uh, old enough to buy a alcoholic beverage yeah okay real real strong argument there <laughs> but that's like you can't be a child and have a beer can you can you run for congress no well, can you fuck off i'm pretty sure and kev he is that kind of height where you do think it's two children standing on top of one another <laughs> so i would say what he's like i don't know what would an adult say and it's like jesus christ i can't well, be president yet yeah, mm -hmm. I'm still a year away from that. But well, that was you said uh, you got Anaconda, and all I could think of was the movie with um, <laughs> Ice Cube and Jennifer Lopez. And then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's the year he was born." Zero chance <laughs> he's seen the movie Anaconda. So I put no, that I know about it. Shelf. I just haven't seen it. You are missing out. It is John Voight before <laughs> I don't know. It's just John Voight. So somehow he's gotten younger. I have a few questions for you, sir, if you don't mind. Now, your resume on BJJ Heroes highlights a lot of wins. Super helpful, and thank you to them. Do you mind telling me, like, what's your... Is the Gabriel Meda the most painful recent loss? What's your, your most recent loss? You're like, damn it. 
Uh, probably Hebamar. Because I fought Hebamar, and it was on fight to win. It was a very close fight. It was a fight that I believe uh, I should have won. And a lot of people in the crowd, uh, it was just like the reaction was so perfect to make me feel bad because it was like as soon as he <laughs> got the flags raised for him, everyone in the crowd went <gasps> and like gasped. And it was like, man, yeah, even the crowd knows that I should have won that. Um, no, no disrespect to Hebamar. I love the guy, and it was a really, really good fight. But I threw up submission attacks the whole fight, and uh, he wasn't able to pass my guard or really amount any offense. And it was one of those losses that I felt like, man, I did everything I could, and it kind of wasn't even – it almost felt like it wasn't my fault that I lost. Of course it was. I should have gone harder, or there was maybe more opportunities, or I could have prepared better. I could go down that list. But that's the only loss there that I feel like I didn't lose. Every other one, I kind of either got beat. Like Michael Lira totally destroyed me. Gabriel Mena choked me. Those ones are kind of easy to get past because, I mean, they happened. And but what was your walkout music in the last few My fights? walkout music was uh, I Want It All by Queen. Okay. All right. It's a good song. It, yeah. I was more yeah. telling you that. That sounded like I was trying to convince you. you do you like Queen? I, I love Queen. Yeah, Heck I'm yeah. deep in on. I mean, even to the point where I know it, there's some backlash because of the biopic. I loved it, bought it, still watch it. Good rewatchability. Don't know what to tell people. Enjoyed the movie. Uh, I actually have this joke right now. So I walked out this last uh, Friday for the fight to win here in Arizona that I fought at. I walked out to We Will Rock You, and I'm fighting in a week, and I'm gonna walk out to We Are the Champions because that's what always happens on the radio. So well, don't for don't for sleep on bicycle. They have uh, the "Let Me Ride My Bicycle" song because you are. I really... hate that song. Yeah, but so he's gonna much. freak people out if all of a sudden it's like, "Is that Queen? Is this a song about a? It's just a song about a bicycle?" And you're gonna be walking <laughs> the stage just like everybody's distracted, mofo's. It's time to get uh, anaconda. Oh, but me doing it, not uh, yes. me walking to the stage hoping I get anaconda. I don't care either way, personally. But sure, I guess for you. <laughs> It's good to know, Kevin. Thank you. Well, let's discuss this because this is important to note. Uh, Kev, he's just coming off a major win at Fight to Win the other night. Well, it is called Fight to Win. If he had Fight to Lost, that would have sucked. So let's not. <laughs> are we going to give him points? For just Why arriving? don't you tell us about that win, sir? Um, it was against Arnaldo Maidana. Uh, Arnaldo won Nogi Worlds in 2017. And I don't remember what division he did, but he's a pretty big dude. Uh, I took the fight. At 200 pounds, he weighed in at 199. I weighed in at 184, uh, and it was it was a really it was a fight that I pretty much controlled the whole time. I was on uh, I was under the leg in single X for about I want to say four minutes, and then he transitioned to where I swept him, and he transitioned to his under the leg. I ended up passing uh, his guard after like three minutes, and I went for an armbar at the end. Really, I control I felt like I controlled the fight the whole time. There wasn't a lot of submission attempts like you often see in fight to win. Um, but what made the win significant, for me anyway, was I got my wisdom teeth pulled December 18th, and I couldn't train for two weeks, and then I got sick after that. So I really couldn't train for almost a whole month before the fight, and I was really nervous. You just got your wisdom teeth pulled? like December uh, um, 18th. Uh, less than yeah. a month ago? Ooh. Less than a month ago, yeah. And it was all four of them, too. They po- I actually have them sitting on my desk here in a, in a jar. Uh, I don't know if I showed Raph or not. Gross. I have to change it actually. Yeah, they're pretty they're getting kind of gross right now. I got to actually change out the dish soap that they're sitting in. We have um, questions about that. Why? Why? Uh, Cuz I wanted to keep them. They're sick. They're like uh they're really big and they they have the roots all impacted. They didn't have to cut my mouth. They just popped them out. 
like uh, the holes are still healing. So they they were these wisdom, and this might <laughs> without context, this sounds really weird. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, they just plucked them all out of my face, and uh, I've been healing ever since. But it was really hard to even eat food for two weeks, so I lost like eight pounds, and uh, I was really really nervous for the fight. I like we were talking about the fight, but we had a little tangent about these wisdom teeth that are kind of gross. Now that I'm looking at them, well, you're the one that's bringing them up, so clearly it has some sort of. But play in your ability I, when you can't train as well. I will say yeah. this. When I got my wisdom teeth taken out, my partner at the time made a spicy chorizo soup no. that nearly <laughs> murdered me. So the oh. fact the fact that you were able to fight a few weeks later is impressive to me. I uh but I, I, I had an easy time fighting, but uh I cut my lip like a tiny little bit and I had like a French fry and I almost cried. It was awful. <laughs> the salt got into the wound and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to bed. I did, well, I did a hefty amount of sleeping. Um, on the way out though, did they give you one of those spritzers that you have to like spray the, the holes remaining? Yeah, I have Excellent. it still. You had to put, well, yeah, my mom was like helping me out. She's like, here, you need to spray this on your holes. I was like, all right, okay. And then uh, I take the little syringe, the spritzer, and but uh, it was like she would pour a bunch of salt into this warm water, and it tasted disgusting in my mouth. It felt like I was in a swimming pool. <laughs> well, let's discuss this because that win, I thought you were done for fight to win for a little bit. Turns out not the case. So did Seth just see you backstage and be like, "Good job, kid." <sighs> Here, take some more money and fly yourself to San Francisco or Sacramento or one of those. Uh, no, I've known about the Ronaldo fight for the same amount of time that I knew about the Arnaldo fight. I told Seth I wanted to fight as much as possible because uh, uh, he asked me back when I fought Liera. He's like, OK, well, you're ranked number seven in the world right now by flow grappling. You should you see that plug there, by the way. But uh, you see how. You can fight as many times as you want, really. I mean, if you want to fight and I have an opponent for you, I'll fly you out. I was like, cool, man. Uh, so I want to fight like as often as possible. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I don't know how many people at 185 are going to want to fight. So I told him I'd fight at any weight other than like, I don't know, I can't cut weight to 175 or 180. It's just too hard. I'm too tall and skinny. I don't have any body fat. Um, and but hold on. I, I just want to, on behalf of all the listeners with body fat, tell you to go fuck yourself. But you may go on with your point. Go on. I, ne- I never said that. Uh, that was Kevin that said that mean comment. I'm a, a Christian. Uh, so so uh, uh, I told him I'd fight at 200 pounds, and that's why Arnaldo. And then he offered me Ronaldo like the day after I accepted the Arnaldo fight. And I was like, yeah, because I want to fight Ronaldo. I've always wanted to fight Ronaldo and fight to win because uh, I feel like it'd be a really exciting fight and people would really like to see it. And then after that, I don't know who I'm going to fight, but. Uh, as of right now, I don't have an opponent for an, another fight to win show. Well, and the nice thing about your two opponents there is you don't have to remember that many vows. You can mostly remember the same name. Just change a few out. That's oh, yeah. Name. I fought Orlando, Arnaldo, and Ronaldo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, they're all this, it's all, and they're all different. They all fight different. They all look different. They're all the different weights. They sound like you're trying to basically uh just revise the name uh let's do Ronaldo. no Ronaldo. no that's not a good one either mm-hmm. no nah, we're workshopping this name guys we're getting chinese food until we get this uh name figured out here tonight they all end in dough 
<laughs> well, they as they should. Uh, so here's what you may not know has been happening, though, Jake. This time that Kevin has been giving you uh, what seem like friendly banter questions, he's actually getting ammunition to talk trash about you when we transition to the game in a couple minutes. So now I always like to offer an opportunity for uh, cross-examination. What questions for trash talk would you like to ask Kevin that will inform how to insult him as we get into the game? Oh, man. Uh, well, I'm not going to ask you about your uh, like political views, even though you made a liberal joke earlier. Um, what state do you live in? I live in Colorado. No. Okay. Well, that's not fun. Um, <laughs> uh, you what? What? What alcoholic beverage are you uh, drinking right now? Um, well, first I was gonna be like, "How presumptuous of you!" But I am drinking a Coors Light, so you are. Oh, so you're fun. drinking. You're drinking water. Okay. Uh, Staying hydrated. Yes. Um, how many of them have you had? Oh, too difficult to tell. Only because I stopped for a few hours and then started up again. But I'd say. Uh, uh, seven, give or take. <laughs> now, hold say, on. I think it was a three. <clears throat> Jake, it's been a very rough day for Kevin. The game started early. Great day. <laughs> Look, I, I, I saw the chiropractor. I walked the dogs. I had a beer. It's my Sunday. <laughs> Self-care. Wow. You started out your day seeing the chiropractor? What happened? I started this hobby called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu about 10 oh. years ago, and I, I don't think I need to say a ton more. But Well, shoot, man. You'd think Raf's back was hurting with how hard he's carrying the team on his back right now with this whole operation. <laughs> oh, save it. Save it. Save oh, okay, it. okay. Sorry. <laughs> save it. Save it. Save it. <laughs> don't, don't get ahead of us. <laughs> the whole point of this show is you're supposed to do that, but I like the eagerness, so and I'm very fun happy fact, about Raf's that. back does hurt. Thank you for asking. <laughs> but it's mostly was... due to his... Uh, nope, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> yep, very good. Very, very good. Okay. Um, do you have any additional questions you'd like to do before we transition, though? I'm going to give what... you... Go ahead. What What belt are you, Kevin? I am a purple belt. Uh, I thought you were going to say white belt. <laughs> I was oh, gonna... He said started be... this hobby. God, so it... I was like, the no. The podcast itself is, like, in terms of jujitsu. the podcast is a solid purple Okay. between cool. myself. Kevin, so you yeah. know that's that's the rank that we always tell people. I'm gonna stop saying what rank Kevin or myself is. I'm just gonna be like the podcast is a purple. But if you're asking just how we podcast, we're black belts at that. Plus, at this point, well, if you look you at know, the other people, we're red. Belts. It is really hard to get a brown belt. Like it just, I don't. <laughs> you gotta yes. fight a lot of people and stay stay healthy. We'll see. And Maybe twenty. I'm also at this point now where I'm telling people I'm like I'm good here for a bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just... I, I've seen what happens at Brown Belt to people. I just and learned I'm... what the honey hole was. Look, everybody <laughs> breathe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, toe holds and knee bars happen at the Brown Belt. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be fair, they already happen now. Yeah, I have, and I started with a a very Brazilian team, so I remember getting genuinely toe holded by my professor at White Belt early. You you, and... you got the toe holds. I started at 10th Planet, so it might as well have been the Wild West. Like, they, if you did anything that looked illegal, they were just kind of like, I mean, you should have stopped it. <laughs> well, I feel this is a perfect point to transition to a little game we like to call Over Under Kevin. Now it's time for the thrilling installment of Over Under Kevin. Kevin. 
We have the music cue back again. Good job, Kevin. It's a uh, part no, of my. No, no, don't do it again. No, I shut it off. Just... I, was, I was like, I gotta go, but that I was, was about to give you another one just for the background because you're being rude <laughs> about it. I'm not being rude. I'm just saying. Last time this happened, you guys don't hear this, or maybe I don't know. I don't listen to our show. But if it got cut out of the last time, there was a moment where I go and music, and then music didn't happen. So you know, I just want to celebrate when. Good things happen that are supposed to on the show, Kevin. That's all. The magic of being a listener is that they didn't know that little fun factoid rap until you, you just told them. They All they heard was the music. That's funny. Well, you know what? At some point, I think they kind of already know how the show exists. So I don't know how it's really surprising them yep. uh, to break apart the movie magic. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the installment of the show that we like to call Over Under Kevin. The way it works is very simple. We go through the entire UFC 246 card. Now, although we technically consider whoever gets the most picks right to be the winner, the actual winner of this program is whoever talks the best amount of trash. If I so deem it, after 15 seconds of analysis, you will get 15 seconds of rebuttal time. Gentlemen, do you both understand the rules? Kevin, do you understand the rules? He's about to get hebamard <laughs> Round two, baby. I'm about to oh, flow so through I'm this I'm going to actually win? Okay. I need a, a little bit more of an explanation, if I'm being honest. Because uh, So I can I look at the card, or are you just going to say them, and then i got to kind of guess who these people are? I'm going out of order, and I'm going to literally call your <laughs> name, and I'm going to say... Here's 15 seconds. Tell me who wins. And then I decide if you get rebuttal time. That's no one's ever cared enough yeah. to ask follow-ups <laughs> yeah. to the rules before. Oh. This is the okay. first time in over-under history. Someone's been like, I've got some questions about the rules. <laughs> this sounds more serious than it is. All right, cool. I'm ready. Whatever. Let's do it. Yes, you can look at the card, by the way. That was a funny. He's like, do I just have to know who they are? It's like, well. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's a lot of technology around. I personally am staring at a Wikipedia and a Vegas betting odds, but only one of those is because I have a problem. <laughs> the others. Well, at, at surface level, Kevin a- appears to sound like a senile old man, but he is, uh, in fact, very witty. And oh um, or wait, whoa, early prelims, preliminary card and main card, all of them. Yeah, but first, yeah. can I have you write my next stand-up bio? My God, he's good at this, Raph. That would have been way better than what I used to write. Yeah. All right. Well, here's the good news: you guys are more ready than I ever thought you would be. Well, hold and on. I now... want to tell you what mm-hmm. I wrote. I'm keeping tabs here in an mm-hmm. Excel little sheet. Um, mm-hmm. And I wrote under mine. I just wrote the KC Pitmasters because I'm feeling a lot of Kansas City pride. That's where I'm from, by the way, Jake. Mm-hmm. Kansas, oh yeah, yeah. Which I can prove to you by not being able to do any math or science, if you ask. <laughs> but I wrote your title as the Duck Rudolph Disasters. So enjoy that. Settle into what that. What does one. that even mean? Can you even explain that? I can. You had two shitty backup quarterbacks for the Steelers all year. One was named Duck. The other was named something Rudolph. I put them together, merged it as a name, and called it the Disaster because they yeah, were really bad at quarterback. I hope games. not. I hope not to disappoint you, but I don't watch football. This is all. Um, it's not a. It's not a ruse. I'm not lying to you that I'm a Steelers fan. I just like. It's more of one of those like, hey, how'd they do? Oh, they suck this week. Oh, again? Okay. And that's kind of just how it goes for me. All right. I'll put the Vieira's bitches. And that'll... Okay. (laughs) I'll come to find that one out later, too. 
I have good news for you, Jake. Um, there's not anybody who's turning off this podcast because you don't listen to football or watch it. <laughs> so, I think we're okay. I don't. I don't think that's a huge admission you're really making. At from least forty percent are like, "Fucking finally, someone told him to shut up about football." Look at the playoffs. We don't do this a lot. Well, yeah. And stop. there's a fucking adorable French bulldog that we have to get behind. That is the emotional route. support animal of the 49ers. That is news. That's just news. That's beyond sports. It's bigger than it's, all. Listen, of us. we're just trying to keep you guys informed. But here's what we're gonna do. We are going to start off in the flyweight category. Kevin, you are going to tell us who is going to win in the matchup between Tim Elliott and Abu Akbar. That is oh. definitely not at all his name. Close. But I, if the flyweight makes it sound cooler. And I love me some Timothy Elliott, but I've got to go with Azkar Azkarov. Because with a name like Double A's, you've learned to defend yourself in a combat match, I feel like. Okay. Well, Jake, what do you have? <laughs> I don't know. That is a sick noise, though. Uh, what if I agree with him? I'm not you allowed can. to agree with him, right? Oh, okay. Well, I could just say, like, Kevin, you're an idiot, but I agree with you. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I hope for every time. Kevin, you're an idiot, but, hey, that's a good point. With with your first name sounds kind of like your last name, uh, and you're 10-0-1, then I, w- I would vote for you against Tim Elliott. Although Tim Elliott does sound pretty uh, f- familiar to me. I feel like I've seen him fight before. You have. Kev. <laughs> Kev. Can we discuss something here real quick? The fact that Tim Elliott's a fellow Sagittarius and he's basically my age and Jake's just throwing it aside. Sorry, go ahead, Rap. I'm a Sagittarius. I know you are. I'm staring at your fucking BJJ Heroes bio. But you're just <laughs> throwing our fellow brother under the bus. Oh, you're a Sagittarius too? Yes. Well, I'm not a I'm not a 14-year-old white girl, so I don't pay attention to my zodiac sign. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you were born in 1997, and some of our listeners are like, aren't you a 15-year-old white girl? No, I'm not. You were I born. Just said I'm a, I just <laughs> said I'm not a 15-year-old white girl. Yes, I'm I know. Listening. It's a knock on our listeners and saying that they can't do math fast, dork. Stay with That's me. True. What I'm doing here, though, is I'm asking Kevin a question, so let the adults talk for one second. Kevin. How many questions do you think he's going to have throughout the show? Because I'm going to About answer maybe two more. Yeah, yes. I was going to say, I set the over-under at 27 with verbal tapping. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, guys, 27, <laughs> when we put a few hundies in the pot. So we're he might fun. be the first guest that I'm actually putting sanctions on and saying, listen, you've got three questions left. And that's it, kid. I broke out I my Robert's Rules of Order just to get really efficient here. I noticed he mentioned someone's record. I didn't want to get into any brass tacks, but that felt yeah. a little out of bounds. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to a featherweight bout next. And uh, we're going to move. And, Jake, you're going to start us off. And it's a bout between Andre Touchy Feely and uh, Sadiq, your stuff? Uh I don't want to, I don't want to try to pronounce his name, and that's why I pick him as the winner. If you can't okay. even pronounce the dude's name, you're already spending that much time figuring him out. That's time he's spending punching you in your mouth. <laughs> Kevin, what do you have for us? I'm gonna go with the human HR violation himself, <clears throat> Andre Touchy Feely, and mostly because Sadiq Yusuf kind of sounds like suck yourself. I'm just going to, I don't want to be the one that gets immature on this podcast, but 
as a name, it just sounds like Andre Touchy Feely versus Saduk Yusuf. Oh my god, I can't wait to hear this one announced. Yeah. <laughs> this one's gonna be good. Or a nickname. Sadiq <laughs> yourself is he does. actually it's way Sadiq Handjob Yusuf. It's uh, <laughs> not the best nickname, but family didn't think that one through all the way. Um, well, let's go to this next one. Uh, it's a heavyweight bout, and it is Kevin. You're starting us off on this one. It's between Aleski, Oldie Ninik, and Maurice Green. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Go, Maurice. I couldn't tell if I was just obsessed with his name because of Zoolander or if I was impressed by his rotundness, but I'm going with the one, Maurice Green. You can get some good Vegas odds on that one, by the way. All right. We're going to switch on over, Jake. 15 seconds on the clock. What do you got? Uh, Alexei Olenek, because um, he's Russian, and I will always bet uh, on a Russian, especially one that has had like 70 MMA fights before and only lost 13 of them. Oh, okay, so you're always betting on the Russians? Uh, versus Maurice Green, yes. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if this was some sort of weird you're revealing to us. You've been a He's cover not agent. talk about my political views, but someone seems <laughs> awfully big fan of the Kremlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kremlin? Mm-hmm. It's a Russian, no. it's a Russian where, term, right? Where, where does the Kremlin belong? Um... <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I think we, we do that pretty well right there. <laughs> By the way, Sadiq Yusuf's name is Super. Sadiq is his nickname. Super Yusuf? No, it's not. I, Super I Sadiq Yusuf. Oh. Okay. Well, that doesn't sound better. That sounds not. right there in line with. So anyway, all right. Let's go to our next one. Uh, Kevin, are you ready for this? Yeah, I, I hope so. Okay. Uh, it's going to actually go to Jake on this one. It's a women's strawweight bout. It's Claudia Galdia versus Alexa Grosso. Go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick Claudia Gadelia because she is uh, a deadly viper of a woman. And I believe that she will probably knock this lady out. Okay. Kev, what do you got for us? I'm not trying to fully take the side of someone who beat up Madonna, which I believe is Madonna's cousin. I'm fact-checking that, but I am going to have to go with my opponent on this one and stick with uh, Gadidia. Uh, now, tell me something that you're learning about Kevin and his choices here, Jake. Um, I think uh, he doesn't actually know very much about MMA. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's horrible. I didn't mean that. Um, no, I think uh, he goes with the he, he goes with the man he can make more jokes about. Being or a, woman, thank you. Just, uh, or person, yeah. Yes. Or non-binary, uh, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, he goes with the person, male or female, that he can make more jokes about. I like your your stretch of a joke with Alexa Grosso. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Maurice, he chose Maurice because he couldn't make a joke about Alexei Olenek. Maybe. Uh, Kev, what say you to all this? I wasn't listening. I was trying to figure out if they actually made a seventh on Heavy Flow Grappling's list. I thought he was just messing with us earlier when he said he was ranked seventh. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you kidding? They go all the way up to seven? 
But he is right. He is seventh on the um, medium flow grappling website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as you guys know, uh, flow grappling, their rankings matter. <laughs> I was going through some of his purple belt things, and I'm just yeah. like, uh, you know, second place at American no gi. It's like, what a disappointment. But I'm sure, I'm sure he's over it. <laughs> I like how close your face got to your mic. Like, what a disappointment. Well, this, this is not Kevin's first time around a microphone. You know, I like he's... the ASMR that you put behind that. Yo, Kev, can I make two pitches to you real quick on alternate versions of this podcast? Absolutely. Number one, MMA ASMR. Ooh. Just like, um, it's like, and then he swung and hit him. We'll have to work on that. Yep. And the second pitch, which I realized as I was pitching to somebody else this week who said they wanted to start a podcast, because people tell me these things all the time. Uh, but the second pitch is, I was like, you know, you can't beat true crime right now. And they're like, true, that's really true. You can really do good things in true crime. And I was like, that's why I think you should do false crime. <laughs> I actually did listen to way more episodes than I care to admit about uh, like a fake serial. I forgot mm-hmm. what it was called. It was, I was like six podcasts in before I was like, all right, I'm done. Not bad. <laughs> False crime. But I told people, I was like, listen, if true crime is so good and we can get a fraction of those numbers, false crime, verbal tap cast, we basically investigate all of the shitty things that have happened in crime form in the sport of MMA and just make up things. I thought we were going to go a lot deeper on John Jones and just finally get a private investigator on the case, but all right. Uh, Well, you know, we have multiple spinoffs that we're going to talk about. Another time. Because right now, we're going to talk about who's going to win in a lightweight bout between Anthony Showtime Pettis and Carlos Diego uh, Farina, Dennis Farina. Yeah, there we go. Boom. Go. Whose turn is it? Uh, hold on. Who did the last one? Uh, uh, me. So, Jake, you go again. Go. I like Carlos Ferrari. I like him uh, versus Anthony Pettis. I feel like Anthony's on the, he's getting old for a fighter. And Carlos is probably new being 16 and two. Carlos Ferrari. Okay. He's going with Ferrari. Kevin, what do you got for us? I knew it wouldn't be long before he brought up his ageist views and they (laughs) permeated onto this podcast. If you are uh, someone over 35, thank you for listening. And we're sorry about Jake's derogatory comments. I'm going to go with Anthony Pettis. The man still has way more abs than I think I've ever been able to count. So I'm in. Anthony Showtime Pettis. I Old is an understatement. I think this is a good fight for him. And well, technically, you know, we never got the full Pettis Showtime era. So we could still be in it and not know it. It's just on hold. Holy so, shit, though. You know, Diego Ferrara's minus 250. So, Anthony Pettis, if you do think he's going to win, you can make some money. He's plus 195. Maybe I'm not an ageist after all. No, he might be more on the I'll betting public up, side of maybe, this. Maybe I secretly did a bunch of research before I came here, and I'm just tiptoeing around Joe. not to research. I didn't actually research, Graf. Gosh, keep your diapers in a... In a don't get your diaper in a wad. Dang it. I messed up the joke, dude. Wow. Fix Let's continue. Let's continue. Was research done or not? I demand. No, you there know, was asterisk no, there next was, to this game. Asterisk. There, there was no research. 
I promise. And, and I want to make this clear to all of our listeners. I want you to relate my exact wording to you when you <laughs> asked about research. No, do not do research. <laughs> Please because do not do research. That is not the point of the game. It is not the point of the game because that's what makes every other show. We want you guys to know that we are the C-plus students. We did just enough to make a podcast. So there you have it, people. That is a commitment we kind of make to you. Good. Next up, a women's flyweight bout. Kevin, you probably start us off on this one. So why don't you tell us who wins between Roxanne, Motiferi, former guest of the show, and Macy Gray? Yeah. Yeah. I was because this is the cheesecake, right? Do I do I air with someone we've interviewed with? And I wanted to, but I could not. I have got to go with Macy Barber, mostly because I believe I proclaimed last time she won. I will not vote against her again. I feel like I made this mistake before. And my heart has been in a tough place. The ultimate fighter, that is. And it's led me down some wrong, wrong paths. I'm, I'm entering 2020 and I'm shedding the dead weight. Goodbye to my tough relationship, Raph. There we go. I Progress. I wasn't ready for all that. <laughs> well, if you listen to the show, young man, you would know that we've interviewed a handful of fighters who have gone on to be major players. A lot of them were Ultimate Fighter people. And when we used to do the Ultimate Fighter interviews, we would always be like, man, we're here on your come up. This is amazing. And then, you know... When we do this game, Kevin would be conflicted. And sometimes he would be like, I'm going to go with this tough alum. And I was like, do you really want to do that? Because this is not a good fight for them. And Kevin's had his heart burned a number of times from it. So this is progress. This is good. This is good for Kev. It's closure. Well, I guess it's my turn. I think I would very much like to see Roxanne Modafferi win because uh, she watches Dragon Ball Z and that relates to me being a child, as Raph and Kevin have been calling me. She watches, uh, she's a big fan of Dragon Ball Z. So I hope that uh, she wins. Although Macy Barb, oh God. Yeah, that one's a little loud. Sorry. <laughs> My that goodness, it scared me. <laughs> I don't think it scared you that bad. I, I've seen who you've competed against. If a little buzzer is going to make you that scared, we have to discuss some things. Um, okay, that's a, that's a fair assessment. Uh, we're starting to get to this point now where we're going to get deeper and deeper on the card. But I hope that you guys know uh, one of the next fights that's coming up I'm very excited for. So we'll chat about that one in the next one. But until then, this is a featherweight bout. And Jake, you lead us off on this one versus Chas Skelly and Grant... Dawson's Creek, go. Uh, Chess Skelly, because it almost sounds like one name. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's rule flows very uh, well. I wonder if Chass is his full name or if it's like short for something uh, longer. Chassington. Yeah. Chassington Skellington. <laughs> Chassington, you get down here, young man, and you finish your lentil. Uh, Kevin, what do you have <laughs> for some of this one? Yeah. Wait, I've, you two have completely. Who are we? Who's the fight? Jazz Skelly and Grant Dawson. Thank you. I'm sorry. I got so I went deep into James Vanderbeek place when we started talking yeah. about Grant Dawson wise. 
you know what? Screw it. Then I'm going to take him. I'm, I don't want to no. wait for our lives to be over. I want to get it right here the first time. I'm going with Grant Dawson. <laughs> that was the most lethargic Vanderbeek plug you've ever had in your entire life. It's like, that not was the you being first like... Vanderbeek plug. It is, I agree with you, the, the most emotional. But you sounded like an old Von Villian who's like, you've seen my act before, kids. All right, here we go. One, two, three. I dropped my pants. All right, there we go, kids. That was the act. It's been a good day. Tip your waitress. That's he my time. He was Matt Damon before there was a Matt Damon. There was a time James Vanderbeek could have stolen Hollywood. <laughs> Varsity Blue suggests otherwise. In West Canaan, Texas. I still contend. When I saw Varsity Blues... As a kid, I looked and I said, that's the worst accent I've ever heard. And then I actually met people from Indiana and I said, oh, my God, Vanderbeek's a genius. That's actually a perfect accent. Crushed it. It was amazing. We're going to go to our next fight. This one I'm actually so excited about. I'm giving you guys both 30 seconds to say who you think is going to win. Kevin, you start us off. It is a match between Holly Holm and Raquel Pennington. 30 seconds on the clock. Go. I have not loved the way Holly Holm has fought the last few times. It seems like some things are getting up there. Well, to to quote the other person on this podcast, getting a little older in the fight game, has a lot of miles. That said, this is an unbelievable matchup. I do believe Raquel Pennington's going to get one of those one of those KOs we've been looking for, especially if she can keep this fight off the ground. Going with Raquel Pennington. I feel like every time I voted on Raquel Pennington, I've lost, but I'm doing it anyway. I think so. <laughs> so Kevin has not learned. Uh, Jake, what have you learned about this fight? Go. Uh, I think Holly Holm has this awesome uh, way of formulating a beautiful strategy for her fights. Yeah, it hasn't always worked, but out of her 17 fights, she's won 12 and she only lost five. And to every one of her losses was against the top level. I mean, Amanda Nunes. Uh, yeah, she beat her up, but Amanda Nunes is a freak of nature uh, in that division. So I think Holly Holmes is going to take it. That's my choice, even though she is 38 years old, which isn't a problem. I'm not a, you know, that's not cool, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm glad that buzzer came in for your sake, sir. <laughs> I do want to point this out. Kev. Maybe this is something I didn't say in the intro. Uh, the young man over here was originally an MMA fighter. And as a child, was fighting like a real child. Like he was uh, starting his career off as a MMA guy who transitioned to jujitsu. Just so you know that. I actually did read some of that. Enough to be scared. <laughs> Enough to be nervous about his striking capabilities. Thank you. I want to. I want to like. Uh, I see so many of these jujitsu athletes put like MMA question mark, and they're like really badly hitting a bag. And uh, I kind of want to like post my own video. But I also don't want to flex real hard on the community. So I think I'll just keep my guns in my holsters for the mm. sake of not appearing too uh, in love with myself. Well, it's 2020. <laughs> Do you love yourself? Like I like. He's like, I want to avoid the appearance. <laughs> That I love myself too much. It's like, do you? Yes, I do. It's like, embrace no. it. That's how Brad Pitt got famous. You could do it. Mm -hmm. No, I don't want. I don't love myself actually. All right. Well, we don't have time for this. We have time for me to complain, but not for <laughs> anyone else. To. I get my therapy comments in while I'm making a pick. I suggest you do the same. 
Right. I think so. I'll, like I'll wait to self-deprecate myself until it's advantageous for me. <laughs> Little rule of thumb. Please don't say self-deprecate yourself. Just, you know. Oh, yeah. It's an oxymoron. I get you. He's going to go seduke yourself off in the uh, corner there. The super <laughs> seduke. Um, which one's this? This one's Jake. Uh, bantamweight bout between Brian Kelleher. More like Kella him. Uh, versus Odie Osborne, the unknown dog of the Osborne clan. Go 15 seconds. Uh, Kelleher? I hardly know her. Uh, mm-hmm. That was, my God, I thought you guys were going to laugh. Uh, I'm not going to choose him now. Ode Osborne, because uh, you guys didn't laugh at that. So, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, he's not a, he's not going to hit if I'm not going to hit. I wish that was the barometer in which most ways people picked their people. You guys didn't laugh at that one? Well, fuck off. I picked him. <laughs> no, I'm going with Odie Osborne. Got it. Kev? I can't believe Odie Osborne doesn't have a Wikipedia link. That's the bummer of this podcast so far. I'm going to go with Brian Kelleher because I used to love the work he did on 2020. And I really am nervous about Odie Osborne. This could be Ozzy Osborne just fucking with us. It's like, what if a 70-year-old man walks out there to fight? It's not great. To be fair, I was working on a joke this week, and it just wouldn't translate um, without an actual ability to sell it. But here it is. Apparently, Ozzy Osborne and Elton John are now working on a song together. Uh, they've already released the name of the song. It's called, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> So, like, I get because Ozzy Osbourne uh, can't speak very well. Sh- Sharon, <laughs> he never could. It didn't stop him. I I was gonna go the other way and go super specific, but this is a very '90s reference. I was gonna be like, yeah. I heard Odie Osbourne bit off the head of a bat at a concert. I didn't. It's just what I heard. That <laughs> was that was a rumor that I'm used to fly go. around, Jake, about Ozzy Osbourne. That he didn't John head. Fogarty do that too? Bought, bit the head off a chicken. That one, but not John the other Fogarty. one. Yeah, and how you do you John not Fogarty? know that you haven't seen the movie Anaconda? But you're going to talk about John Fogarty, all right? Yeah, this Creedence Clearwater Revival. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we know who he no, is. It's just your frame of reference. I'm not are sure I all did over the place, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like a smorgasbord oh, of historical knowledge. I mean, pick some better history, though. Kev, you are going to tell me right here, right now, who wins in this lightweight bout between. Friend of the show, Drew Dober, and Nasty Nas, Hack Perest. Hack Perest, Raph. Hold on. First of Jake, all, this is, this, is me. this is me talking to you real close on my microphone. <laughs> you understand how this bit works. If you mess up the names, you get another opportunity at the joke. So don't ruin this for me, kid. Okay. Anyway, Kev, what do you got for us? Speaking of ab counting, I don't know if you saw Drew Dober's most recent photo, but I spent an hour trying to find all (laughs) the abs in that thing. He looks yoked. His thighs have never been more glistening with the ham of hard work. And I'm I'm smitten. I'm going with Drew Dober. All right. What do you got for us, sir? Go, Jake. I'm gonna um uh agree with uh kevin your About the thighs thing too i <laughs> know uh, I'm, I'm going to agree with your ward raf uh 
yeah, I'm going to agree because he has more abs than six, and that means that you've worked very hard to achieve the hidden abs. Where do they come from? Drew Dober. Sacrifice. Drew Dober famously has also played this game. So I think he knows that we're actually doing this about him right as we speak. And Kev, how did he do against you? I crushed him like a grape. It was amazing. So I think Drew Dober will have some vested interest when I text him and tell him which one of you guys actually picked him. And the fact that both of you picked him bodes well. But uh, he's a fucking brick of a person to roll with. So, you know, fuck him, too. I just don't want him to come back on the podcast and be like, hey, dipshit, I heard you voted against me. <laughs> I know. At this point, we're so pot committed to always being on his side. It's like we're being held at gunpoint and being like, yeah, Drew Dober, great, amazing. Helps with children, too. Walks him across the street. Can't say a bad thing. He's got a very bit uh, chiseled jaw as well. I mean, you know what it is, is that Drew Dober is somebody, like, how many people do you know that fight and then the other part of their Instagram or their social media is just being a model? Uh, I don't know very many. Well, Drew Dober is one of them, and if you ever get the opportunity to meet him, you want to try to hate him, but he's so goddamn nice, and it's really annoying. He looks like a, he looks like a mean guy, though. No, he fights mean, but he's very nice. Anyway, Kev, we were interrupting. What were you saying? I don't even remember. I just found the photo I was talking about of Drew Dober, and I feel like I've hit that men in black thing. Just forgotten everything that happened. <laughs> Fair enough. Let me go ahead and tell you guys what's happening right now. So we have three fights left. So as tradition on the show, we usually do a wager of some sort, but not a money wager because all of us do jujitsu, which means we don't make money. But what <laughs> we do is we uh, put up some kind of bet. Kev, what are the kinds of bets that we've done on the show? Well, famously, I had the video of all videos done last week which (laughs) oh man um i'm still pretty pretty pleased about but essentially it was about how to tap and it was it was just fantastic so things like that some public apologies some social media posts some shirt exchanges uh they've run the gamut small but personal the ones that hurt the most uh now jake Without yeah. saying what it is, do you have an idea for a bet with Kevin? Hmm. It's okay. You've got three fights to think about and it. And props to Alec so, Balding for setting the bar extremely high. Yeah, what did Alec I, Balding do? He had to do the video that showed how to tap and did a <coughs> unnecessary plug for verbal tap in doing so. Awesome. So. Yeah, Alec Balding was legitimately doing a video that shows people how to do something. And then in the middle of it was like, and this is how you tap. One might call it a verbal tap, which is a great podcast. And I was like, look at him. He is the shill for us. That's so embarrassing for someone with credibility. (laughs) It was. (laughs) And the worst part is we always make it so that you can't fully say why you had to do it. So if you're a listener, you're usually in on the joke. But for other people who don't care about us, who maybe don't know who we are, like, why is he doing? Oh, fuck. He lost a bet, didn't he? And we do know Alex better than us. But in this particular yeah. instance, he gambled. Not that we. So anyway, you got a couple fights to figure that out. Okay? Okay. What if, Ke- what if Kevin uh, comes up with a better one? 
Oh, we there's a an opportunity for you know you guys both pitch, but we do try to defer to the guests so that it doesn't just sound like Kevin and I coming up with shit in the background, just being like, hey, let's make them do this. We try to make it a little fair. I'm down to two but, questions now, by the way. Yep. Don't think I'm not keeping a tally over here. <laughs> you weren't. How do you know that? Because you acted surprised. But whatever. On to the next one. Let's Yeah, uh... real good job here. I like this star witness is coming in and doing an interrogation. It's like, he committed the murder. I know, because I, I heard him on a radio thing. <laughs> here we go. Uh, who went last time? Was it Kev? It was me that went first. Thank you for asking. All right. So on this one, it's going to be Jake, and it's a women's flyweight bout between uh, Sabrina the Teenage Mazo and J.J. Abrams Aldich. And Jake, you start us off. 50 seconds or 15. Sorry. Go. Uh, Sabina Mazo. I like Sabina Mazo. Uh, it's like she, her parents just really wanted to be different and didn't name her Sabrina, so they called her Sabina. I'm gonna feel real bad if she has like some kind of weird hair. Oh yeah, she's Colombian. Never mind. Kev, <laughs> <laughs> I am going to be going with JJ Aldrich, who is an American mixed martial artist. I, I don't really have a good particular reason. This is the first fight, but she was on the Ultimate Fighter. Does that count? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that one. So I'm back. Right, here we go. <laughs> I'm back on the train. Well, I like that you learn for just long enough, but let's see how it plays out here. It's a bold move. Um, okay. Kev, you start us off on this one. It's a light heavyweight bout between... Oh, yeah. Aleska... Camarillo... And Justin Ledette. Go. I am going with Justin Ledette. And I will tell you why. A Houston fighter, and I don't know if you've been to Corkscrew Barbecue, but there are a few things that are going to show you God right in front of you. And I'm an atheist. I saw it, Raph. Saw it in the brisket. Saw it in the turkey. I had a beer at noon on work day. I don't know what to tell people. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. <laughs> uh, Jake, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with um, Alexa Kimor, Uh He's 5-0, and oh. and on the uh, Google, his picture is much more intimidating than his opponent's. That's black and white, while his opponent's is in color. So I just didn't Point want of to order. say his first name because my house mm -hmm. robot might think I'm talking to her, so I just didn't want to <laughs> say it. I thought the same thing, too. I was like, oh, now my lights are going to turn on all of a sudden. Uh, point of order here. Jake, did you refer to it as the Google the the Google page is what I said, but I think I got interrupted. No, uh, rudely. you said the Google like an old person. Oh, so maybe it's time for you guys to stop calling me a kid. Unless no, you're on some just, new <laughs> website we've never heard of called the Google, which might be. Is it better, Raph? Hold on, is this like TikTok? Oh shit! Is it like the dunk web? It? Tell us, Damn child. It. Tell us the important things we need to know. Gary V told me to go on the Google instead of Google because it was better. Ooh. Well, fuck that. It's just, you know, you got to fuck it. And everything you guys do, it's just fuck it. You just go out there and do what you do in your heart. And I'm like, uh, thank you, Gary V. I don't know what the motivation was today, but you did say fuck a hundred times. You guys so don't understand I think I that when I was when I was 17 years old, I was selling drugs on the corner. And now I'm yelling at kids. <laughs> this is the come up. This is, this is the come good. up I'm talking about. 
Oh, I forgot to tell you, Kev. He does impressions. They're not bad. Okay. I, I had to curse a lot more, but I'm keeping my. Uh, I'm not being an acid-tongued young man on this show. Mm, yes, real, real standard you're setting. Uh, <laughs> Shake, you're going to tell us in 30 seconds who you think is going to win the main event of the evening. Connor, bus thrower McGregor. Or dolly throw. It's not as good. I like bus thrower. Hmm. Versus Donald, BMF, Ranch, Drinking Budweiser, Cerrone. 30 seconds, go. Donald Cerrone. I, when I worked at Whiskey Row, I saw plenty of uh, cowboys or wannabe cowboys that just like him. I know his type, and I know how rowdy they can get. So I'm going to pick Donald uh, Cowboy Cerrone, or if he is actually a cowboy. Not really, but you know. And also, I think he, I think he's a really good striker. That I, yes. uh, I want to add that. He does play a cowboy on TV. Kev, what do you got for us? Thirty seconds. Famously, month about a month and a half ago, I made a bet on Donald Cerrone, and I publicly stated I think my odds were like two forty. I was like, it's never going to get better than plus two forty. I would like to announce to the betting audience I was incorrect. It's now at plus two sixty. So glad I made the bet six weeks ago and didn't call it correctly. Donald Cerrone is going to win this fight, and if you think he's going to win this fight, you can win a lot of money because the heavy, heavy money is coming in on Conor McGregor. That's so fascinating. Kev, can you explain why that is? Yeah, Irish people are pretty stupid. Did you need me to elaborate? No, I mean, I think you said all you needed to say in that one. Um, Jake, are you excited for this fight? You did seem to signal to me that you would watch this one. Yes, I am excited. I think uh, I think very highly of uh, Cerrone's fight style. I think uh, it's really cool how he's able to just go out there and fight everybody all the time. Because he literally said, if they'll let me fight every other weekend, I would do it. And he kind of took that to heart. He asked Joe Rogan in the ring one time, hey, can I fight in a month? And then they were like, that's not my <laughs> Joe Rogan's like, that's not a question you need to ask me. You need to ask Dana. And then he fought a month later. So I I admire Donald Cerrone as a fighter. Uh, not to say I don't admire Connor, but I don't know. I just I think Donald is gonna uh, be able to beat up Connor. Well, it'll be interesting to see what kind of position uh, Connor McGregor is. If you believe John Kavanaugh, he is in the best version of Connor McGregor that we've ever seen. Hype hashtag. Mm-hmm. Well, every coach might say that. You know, my coach would never say that about me. A hundred percent would never say you've never seen this version of Raph before because that would be a bold faced lie. So, no, some coaches would not say that. Could you imagine, Kev? Could you imagine? You know, my black belt, Marcelo. Could you imagine Marcelo ever saying, Oh, this Hoffa, this Hoffa's. Probably the best uh, version of Hoffa you've ever seen. He's very different. No, I could not. I could imagine him being like, you should have seen Hoffa two years ago. He's quicker. (laughs) 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 And if we're being quite honest, you know, smarter too probably than two. I don't know. Ever since he got into that podcast stuff, man, he'd go up a hoagie size. (laughs) Oh, no, he's not that person. Relax. Oh, he's not? Okay. Well, I don't know. Do me a solid though. I know you haven't. Uh, You can tell in the impression. But do the impression that you have 
of Bernardo telling us that we need to go to BJJ Fanatics for a new John Danaher DVD about DVDs. Go. Okay, guys. So, look. John Danaher, come to my school. He come here. He's going to teach a great DVD for BJJ Fanatics. You can follow us on the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We got a LinkedIn. We just got into YouTube as well. So you want to come here for BJJ Fanatics. I'm Bernardo Faria, by the way. I know you know this, but <laughs> I like to introduce myself. John Danaher is uh, the guy with the Finny Pack all the time. He teaches Gordon Ryan. going to teach us how to make a DVD. He got the machine. It's going to put the DVD inside. You're going to take it out, and it's going to make the DVD for you, man. And then you can make whatever you want. You can uh, the Toy Story 2 on the DVD don't matter man <laughs> that's great yeah. that is very good <laughs> I took I took your uh, your advice from the grappling hour into consideration I sounded too much like Kermit the Frog when I used to do it yes. and now yes. I worked on it also I, I actually watched a, uh, one of his technique videos I was like oh I need to do that you ever, you ever, I know you like to do impressions, Raph. You ever like yes. do it, and then you hear you hear like them in a voice clip the person you're doing an impression of and you're like oh I need to do that and then you get a little better at your impression no, I'm pretty perfect whenever I do my impressions. So. Hey, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones is bipolar. Half the time she's Zeta, the other half she's Jones. I'm sorry. Can we <laughs> – you guys uh, – I'm just going to slightly steer us back towards two <laughs> performances you, of the night and a fight of the night pick. All right. So the way this works, if we get to a tie – you got to pick the two performances of the night. Those are just two individuals and one fight of the night. So, Kev, why don't you start us off on that? This one's going to be easy. <clears throat> For my two performances of the night, I'm going with uh, an abs parlay of okay. Anthony Showtime Pettis and Drew unnicknamed Dober. And yes. then for fight of the night, it's there is no world where Conor McGregor and Donald Cerrone don't get fight of the night. It's just not going to happen. That's the fight of the night. Okay. Jake, what do you got for us? I think uh I think knockout of the night. Nope, could, no. Performances could. of the night. Oh, so performances of the night meaning it could be just two people doesn't matter by submission or by knockout. They don't do those anymore. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's weird. Uh I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to agree with him and say that, yeah, Conor McGregor and Donald Cerrone definitely get fight of the night. There's going to be the most hype surrounding that. I think Raquel Pennington and Holly Holm is going to be a performance of the night, and so is Claudia and Alexa Grasso. Okay, so let's review again. With the performances of the night, they go to individuals. <laughs> yeah, I said Holly Holm and Claudia to get Elia. So those are the two people you're giving them to? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Jake, we asked you a little while ago what you thought, if you had any ideas for a bet. Do you have one? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I uh, blanked out on that as soon as um, you asked yeah. me to do the impression. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. mind went into a different world. I started thinking like Bernardo. <sighs> oh, oh, that's a good Okay. Uh, I have to teach a technique as Bernardo Faria, or the winner or loser has to. If That's pretty good for you. Kev does not do impressions famously on the show. I yeah, certainly he, won't be, be doing even... Bernardo Faria on a. It... Uh, this Kansas kid will not be <laughs> will not be attempting that one. But Kev, what do you have as a counter? I I was going to truthfully. So my counter was going to be on the next podcast if he'll come back. Mm -hmm. The one of us that wins removes ourselves from the whorish race we've gotten into for your affection. 
I would rightfully <laughs> expect him to say, look, I was trying to become the side piece of Verbal Tap, and for that, I'm sorry. Like, I wanted omission. Kevin is clearly the superior partner. That's who you belong with. Simultaneously, if he wins, I mean, I'm prepared to write his uh, forward for his cover letter on his resume. You know, you know what's sad is uh, Raph and I went out to this uh, this uh, this bar slash restaurant, and uh, we were sitting down for dinner. And he he looks me deep in the eyes and he says, "You know, I don't want to work with Kevin anymore. Uh, he's weird. He smells, quite frankly, and I need a replacement. But here's what I need to do. I need you to." You're gonna take a little bit of heat. I'm gonna make it seem like I you're trying to get replaced, or that he you want to replace Kevin. I'm gonna make it seem like that. I just need to tough it out. You just gotta you know kind of bob and weave. Uh, and you, I'm just exposing you right now, Raph, because uh, you're the one that yeah. told me that you need. I'm gonna let you know that that 100% could never be me because there's many <laughs> unconjugated sentence structure parts to that story. I, I know. But I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Raph actually talks in full sentences. That, that's yes. usually about what he does. That's However, funny. I do appreciate that. Yes, and we I could. I am very well showered. Thank you. I am a uh, gentleman's shower with jujitsu, sometimes before and after. Think about that. Yes. That's good. It's a very nice gesture. It's what people should do. Um, let's say this. Yes. So we always hold it out so that there's an offer. So Jake, would you be willing to come back on next week's show after the fights and talk the fights then? <laughs> yes. Yes, oh, I would. Okay. I would love to. There's nothing more to that. Okay. Then yeah, no, that... we will make the announcement of who wins on that show. We'll talk the fights and, um, I think we'll have to do something of that. If Jake does lose, though, I do like the idea of him doing Bernardo uh, as a technique video uh, demonstration. Goodness and if Kevin loses, you know, <laughs> maybe, he'll, maybe he'll just do a video. You know what it is? Kevin will express his disappointment as me as a video. I think that's fair. Does he have an impression uh, of you? No. Uh -huh. But – Kevin can get the vibe of me without actually doing an impression of me. We've done this show for so long now. He knows exactly how I either put people down or how I interview. So at this point, he would express my disapproval of whatever nonsense you're doing. Does that sound fair? That sounds fair. Yeah. You're doing fair it enough. well. You're just not doing it the way I would do it, which is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this is 100% something I have said in the past. <laughs> Yeah. It's so great. It's no, so Jake, great. you're funny. You're just not as funny as me. You're doing your best, and that's obvious. Yeah, there's a little more urgency to what I say for these things, but th we're in the ballpark here. All right. Well, Jake, where can the people find you on the Instagram or the social medias? Uh, at Jake Watson Official. No capitals, no spaces, no underscores, just Jake Watson Official on Instagram. I also have a dumb, uh, bad Twitter. Ooh. I uh, have a Twitch. There we go. Jake Watson That's underscore BJJ on Twitch. I'm trying to stream more and have a creative way to engage with uh, people because I think that's really fun and I really like streaming. I play uh, fighting games online and I go to tournaments and stuff like that. Something not a lot of people know about me, uh, but now it's on the internet. So, hi. But, yeah, I, I want to stream on Twitch. And uh, Raph is supposed to have me on for some grappling hour thing where I'm supposed to go against Keenan Cornelius in a Super Smash Brothers melee match, but you think I don't want to make that happen? 
I know you want to make it happen. I'm just. I'm the one that's pushing for it. Keenan's just busy building a school. Like you can't a, take time off. Yeah, building a school that no one likes. Unfortunately, even though he's but, actually got a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but I will be accosting him very soon because uh, I probably will go to one of their open mats at Legion at some point. So. Mm-hmm. And when I do go, you can rest assured of the many things I will yell at Keenan about. That is probably at least in the top five. Yeah, I really want to do that. And uh, that's, yeah, twitch.tv slash Jake Watson underscore BJJ. I really like streaming. I want to uh, do it more this year because I think it's just fun for people to see that different side of me than just being a competitor all the time. And I think it's uh, it's interesting to stream and kind of get more people into jujitsu that don't do jujitsu as well, you know? Yep. All right. Well, I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to go close this on out. We're very excited that you were able to come on the show this week. Very happy that you did. Um, we look forward to bringing you back on next week, Jake. Thank you. It was good to meet you, Kevin, even though you, uh, you well, quite frankly, you were rather uh, bad at roasting. But Jake Watson, seventh on the flow <laughs> charts, 15th on the, I don't know, quick comment column. <laughs> we'll work on it. You know what? That's great. Kev, he is coming in at 300th on the Verbal Tap guest list. Uh, we've just heard back he's now 8th for his performance Uh-oh. on this podcast. Sorry, Graveling. <laughs> yeah, it can only hurt you to be on this show. Anyway, Jake, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, we look forward to bringing you back on, bud. I appreciate it. I can't wait. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is